What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Let's begin. Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I was delivering and installing machines. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. ...for the company I was working for. I was in a 26-foot box truck with 12 machines in the back. I was having trouble with the truck the day before. I had it checked out by the rental company, and they said it was all good. Since it was behind schedule due to the truck and problems with installations, I decided to drive late to my next destination. It was about 11 o'clock at night on a state route through the Upper Peninsula. There were no street lights, and there was no other cars. The headlights from my truck were the only thing illuminating the road. I was already creeped out. At the peak of feeling like I was in the middle of nowhere. Because I was in fact in the middle of nowhere. Every single light on the dashboard of the truck lit up. And then it stalled. (sighs) Great. Now it's pitch black. I am stopped. And the truck is not restarting. Rather than eat up the battery trying to turn it over. I shut everything down and start making phone calls. As I was calling everyone and anyone that would listen, I sat in the dark night with the only light being from my hazard lights. I looked up and saw something move in front of the truck, just out of distance of the flashing lights. At first I thought it was my imagination. I finally got a hold of someone and they told me it would take two or three hours before they could get a mechanic to me. So now, I'm sitting in silence, the only noises is clicking the hazard lights are making, and I'm staring out to the windshield into a void of darkness, when I see movement again. Just as I was about to ship my pants, my phone rang, and that nearly secured it, because it scared the hell out of me. It was the mechanic that wanted me to get out of the truck, open the hood, and check some things out. I told him, no, I'm not getting out of the truck but an explanation as to why. He was pretty irritated with me, but I didn't care. So finally, after seeing the movement just out of range of my lights one more time, I threw on the headlights with the high beams. The headlights caught three wolves snacking on something that looked like roadkill. I honked the horn, and they looked at me like they were irritated more than scared. I was safe. The wolves more than likely weren't going to bother me. But it was spooky just knowing they were there. So I shut the lights off again. I would turn the lights on occasionally to see if they are still there. I was basically just sitting there at this point, 
listening to the hazard flashes click while surfing on my phone. Each time I turned the lights on, the wolves were still there. And just to remind you, I'm in the middle of nowhere. No homes, no business, nothing but trees, wilderness, and wolves. I suddenly heard what I can only equate to a woman's scream of terror that sounded like it came from right behind the truck. Then, something slammed into the side of my truck, hard enough to rock it. I wasn't afraid of the truck tipping over, but whatever hit it, hit it hard enough to rock the suspension enough to move me around in the cab. Mind you, it was a pretty heavy truck. I turned every light the truck had on, slipped it into reverse so the reverse lights came on and laid on the horn. I was checking both mirrors and the only thing I saw was a shadow bolt across the road. I couldn't make out what it technically was, but in my head it was a werewolf yeti bigfoot lizard monster It was going to end my life and it was going to be agonizingly painful the entire time. I also noticed the wolves were gone. From every nature documentary I've watched, the only time predators leave food is when there are bigger, badder predators around. By this time I was in full Bobby Hill mode. Whatever crossed the road didn't cross very far off the road. I could still hear it trashing around in the brush breaking sticks and what sounded to be logs. There was no noise pollution. I only had my window cracked a little bit and I could hear it pretty well. I basically had the steering wheel gripped, all the lights on. I was feverishly looking out the windows and through the mirrors to make sure nothing was around the immediate area of the truck. I couldn't see off the road and the flashlights I had were in the back of my truck and my tool bag. I'd have to get out of the truck to get them. And I was not going to do that. Finally, I saw some headlight through one of my mirrors. It seemed like it took hours for them to close the distance to me. The noise stopped as the headlights approached. It was obviously the mechanic because no one else was stupid enough to be out there besides me. The mechanic pulled out in front of me. My headlights were shining on him and his truck. As his door opened to step out, we both hear the woman screaming in terror yell again and the brush trashing intensified. Whatever it was, it was still close and pissed off. His door immediately closed and my phone rang. He called me asking what it was. He sounded more panicked than me. I had no clue what it was and he had no clue what it was. So he called the police. He wouldn't work on my truck until we could secure the area, which I don't blame him. He didn't like my idea of him getting out of his truck, just to check things out. Two Michigan State Police officers showed up. He lit that area up like it was a stadium, and I finally stepped out of the truck for the first time since it all started. We heard that scream three more times while the mechanic was working on my truck. Thankfully, they were getting further away. The cops had no clue what it was either, they were kind of spooked too. The mechanic finally got my truck running again, and I made it to my hotel for the night. The next morning, I walked to my truck for inspection, and the side that was hit, there was an indentation about the side of a basketball. Whatever hit it, didn't hit it hard enough to push all the way through, but it definitely mushed the fiberglass. The indentation was about 7 foot off the ground. I have no idea what it was. I probably never will.
but I do confidently know that I will never ever drive through the upper peninsula at night again. Around 2006, I was driving flatbed, picked up a lot of construction material in rural Tennessee. Memory is foggy now, but I want to say it was between Memphis and Nashville. Tarp required, so I strapped everything down, tarped the load and left the shipper. About five miles down the road, in the middle of nowhere woods on a two-lane road, I noticed my tarp flapping in the wind found a wide shoulder and pulled over to fix it. I realized that I just did a bad job tarping this load and decided to redo it on this side of the road. I had to undo all the bungee straps, drag the tarps off, roll them back up, climb up on the load and start unrolling the tarps off again. And I see a guy walking down the same side of the road I'm on, coming towards my truck. I don't think anything about it other than to keep an eye on him because I'm in the middle of nowhere and continue what I'm doing. About the time I have the tarp set in place and I'm climbing down to start hooking the bungee straps back on, this dude is getting close enough that I'm now paying more attention to him than I am tarping my load. I grab my winch bar and set it on the trailer where I'm working, just in case. The guy gets to me and the first thing I notice is his hair. It's like a mullet, but it's patchy as hell. Like he tried to cut his own hair and had a seizure in the process and said screw it, it's good enough. The next thing I noticed were his eyes, which I can only describe as off or empty. They were clear, I didn't think he was drunk or high or anything, but it also gave me the distinct impression that the elevator didn't go all the way up. His clothes were dirty and not well maintained with dirty white tennis shoes, because I remember he didn't have laces on one of them, and the tongue was noticeably out of place. He stops by me, waits until I acknowledge him, and just says, I've got a long walk. I was just like, yeah man, you do you, we're in the middle of nowhere, making it clear that there was no right to be had here. He nods, started walking by me, continuing on his way stops at about the driver door of my truck and turns around, comes back to me and repeats himself. I've got a long walk, sir. At this point, I explain that I can't give him a ride, insurance and all that. I apologize for not being able to help him out, and he seems to accept this, turns around and leaves. I wait for him to get a little ways away from my truck and start working on finishing the tarp job. I still keep an eye on him and he's moving away from me. As I'm putting on the last of the bungee straps, I look over to check where he's at and he's turned around heading back towards me, about a hundred yards in in front of my truck, coming back my way. It looks like he's talking on a cell phone, his hand up his face and I can barely make out if his mouth is moving or not, his other hand waving like he's having a conversation with someone. I finish with the straps, grab my winch bar, and I'm climbing into my truck, 
as he's about 10 yards away from me now. As soon as I am in the cab, I lock the doors and set the winch bar on the passenger seat just in case. I look at the guy and realize he's not talking on a phone. He's talking to his freaking hand. And now I'm nervous, because he doesn't look like he's having a nice pleasant chat. It looks more like an angry conversation. I crank the truck up, put it in gear and just pull out. Didn't look for traffic or anything. As I pass him, he's just looking at me. Still holding his hand to his face with this dead ass look in his face. Just staring at me. About the time I hit 5th or 6th gear I look in the mirror and there was no one there. This completely creeped me out. Thank you for being here when you have so many other options. 